Hi, welcome again to Healthcare Marketing Insights for the week of May 25th, 2009. This is Chris Bevelo. I am president of Interval, the agency who puts on the podcast, and I'm joined by Adam. Hey, hello. Hi, Adam. Adam's our design director. And uh, I hope everybody enjoyed their long Memorial Day weekend. Adam, what did you do over your three-day weekend? That's a good question. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I think I won the Powerball, and uh, I hopped a rocket to the moon, and... <laughs> Uh, played Xbox for 48 hours straight. I think that's how I spent my three days. That sounds pretty good. Now, we, we uh, as most of you know, we record this ahead of release date. So we are pre-Memorial Day weekend right now. Correct. But this will come out afterwards. So hope everybody did enjoy their long weekend. Uh, we got a good show, so let's get to it. Uh, unfortunately, the top of the show is more dark news from the Twin Cities healthcare mm. market. Last week... North Memorial Healthcare announced another round of layoffs. Uh, they're looking at cutting 100 jobs, which uh, I think represents like 2% of their workforce, remaining workforce. That follows other layoffs. Uh, and then the week before that, HCMC, Hennepin County Medical Center, announced uh, another round of layoffs for that organization of 75 to 100 FTEs. So, uh, you know, further cuts in this market. And then... To add insult to injury, our governor, Tim Pawlenty, uh, you know, they're going through budget negotiations. The, uh, the deadline was this past Monday for coming to a resolution. They did not do that. So the governor is going to unallot a lot of uh, budgetary items to try to cut our deficit. But before that even happened, he used a line item veto to cut $381 million from the General Assistance Medical Care Program which is a state-sponsored plan that helps the poorest folks in our state cover medical expenses. And that cut will strip eligibility for more than 30,000 people in the state. So we could probably spend the whole podcast getting into the politics right. of all of this. Uh, those of you who know our state and know our fine governor know that uh, he was elected a couple terms ago on a no new taxes pledge. Uh, and so he is desperately trying to stick to that and, uh, has rejected all uh, opportunities to raise more revenue, to raise taxes, and is looking cutting. So he's cutting health care, he's cutting education, uh, all kinds of things. But, uh, you know, again, he's got national aspirations. He was potentially second in line behind Sarah Palin for the vice president nominee. But putting all of that aside, you know, we don't want to get into the politics too much here. No matter how much you argue that, it's bad news for Minnesota hospitals, uh, all of that. And it gets pretty personal, right, Adam? I mean, you've got your wife works at North Memorial. Yeah, yeah. Your she, brother works yep, there. Yep, yep. Wife and brother both actually working over there. And um, my wife is currently seeking a new position within the organization as her um, the unit she works in, post-anesthesia care unit, was... It was all but eliminated. I mean, there, there's only, I think, only a few people who will be left there, and everybody else is seeking new positions throughout the organization, including her. And it's uh, one of those bump situations where if you have seniority, you can bump somebody else and take their position and so on until the people at the bottom of the totem pole are um, gone, basically. Out. Yeah. Right, so. right. Yeah, it's, it's very difficult, and obviously the... Uh, there were already the hospitals in this state and providers in this state were already facing kind of the perfect storm of 
you know, bad debt issues from the credit crunch, uh, huge investment losses from the stock market drop, uh, cuts in utilization, patients not coming in because they don't have the money, bad debt. I mean, you name it, they're suffering from it. And now the state's cutting reimbursement. Uh, HCMC, uh, which is one of the hospitals that provides a pretty large safety net, it's located in downtown Minneapolis, uh, it reported that it alone might lose $40 million wow. as a result next year of the, the cuts to GAMC uh, or GMAC. I think it's GAMC, not the, <laughs> not the financing <laughs> arm of General Motors. They have their own problem. Uh, and Regents Hospital, which is kind of the equivalent to HCMC in St. Paul, called the cuts devastating. So... Uh, more bad news. Uh, hopefully we're finding a bottom here for healthcare systems. And we have like Adam's got family. We all have friends uh, that work in these hospitals. And of course the people that are affected by it out in the communities, uh, who will be having to avoid care, who won't be able to afford some of the basic care. And in the end, we'll be costing all of us more when they come in for acute care, right? Because they're not being followed for uh, preventive medicine. So hopefully we'll, we'll pull ourselves out of that sooner rather than later. Uh, but we just want to keep people up to date on what's happening in our market uh, as far as that goes. So uh, the next thing we want to talk about is a little more interesting and exciting and upbeat. Uh, it's the concept of inbound marketing versus outbound marketing. Adam, is that something you've heard of before? <clears throat> yes. Those are fairly familiar terms. I, have, I okay. can't say I've researched them deeply, but certainly heard about them and uh, read about them from time to time. Yeah, and we'll, we'll post a few links to some... I'm going to read from a blog post that I think does a good job of describing this, but uh, it th- those terms were new to me as of a couple of weeks ago. We actually had a, a consultant for them to us. Uh, and there's a... I mentioned a blog post. Uh, let me pull it up here and get the the actual name for you. We'll provide a link to it called HubSpot. Now, I don't know if that's the actual blog or if that's just where it's found. But it's called HubSpot's Inbound Internet Marketing Blog. And I'm just going to read to you. So it gives a good description uh, of what this is and why we think is really relevant to healthcare and healthcare marketing. They're describing, they're defining inbound marketing as marketing focused on getting found by customers. So you contrast that with traditional marketing or outbound marketing, which is where you're focused on finding customers. So the difference is trying to be found by customers versus finding customers. So the old way, the outbound marketing path, you use techniques that are a lot of times poorly targeted. They interrupt people. Think of cold calling, print advertising, TV advertising, junk mail, uh, spam. Part of the problem is, you know, folks, first of all, those are intrusions. Second of all, technology is making those techniques less effective. So uh, if you think about caller ID blocking phone calls, TiVo making TV advertising uh, less effective, spam filters blocking uh, mass emails, uh, tools like RSS, which is, you know, a lot of people don't think about how RSS is impacting the ability to draw people through print and display advertising. Uh, if you go to, you know, if you have RSS feeds, that's pulling content straight to you. You're not even having to go to the website necessarily or the homepage for that matter uh, to see some of the display advertising. So you can still get messages out through these channels. They're just, it's just more expensive to do it, less effective. Inbound marketing, uh, instead of interrupting people with TV ads, for example, you create videos uh, that spread virally or you spread on YouTube that lure potential customers in. Uh, instead of buying display ads and print publications, you create blogs or papers that people subscribe to and they look forward to reading. 
instead of cold calling, you might create useful content tools that people call you looking for information. So instead of driving this, and I'm reading this almost verbatim from this blog post, instead of driving your message into a crowd over and over again like a sledgehammer, attract highly qualified customers to their to your business like a magnet. So if you really want to break this down to a simple statement, uh, I might call it quantity versus quality. Uh, you can get all kinds of quantity from billboards. You can get all kinds of quantity from TV ads. Think of a Super Bowl ad. But the quality of that connection uh, is, is minimal and is very ineffective vis-a-vis -vis the cost. Whereas you may bring in far fewer people with inbound marketing, but those folks you're going to bring in are much more qualified. They're much further down the path of wanting to use your service. Uh, and we are all for inbound marketing, wouldn't you say, Adam? Definitely, and I, and I think this industry is ripe for that. I mean, it's you. I can't think of off the top of my head. I'm trying to think of some examples, and there's not much coming to me. Of what? Of, of where of, you see of that where in you, healthcare? Of where you see this in healthcare right now? Well, I'll, I'll throw out a couple to you. I think what Mayo Clinic is doing with their social media efforts is a perfect example of that. They're creating content, and then they, and they also, for example, uh, you know, we talk a lot about Twitter, Facebook, and, and Mayo Clinic's efforts. There, they've been doing podcasts successfully for a couple of years now. Yep, yep. Uh, so, creating content that people want, uh, and then those folks enjoy the content and come to you, and you're not out there knocking on their door. You know, Mayo Clinic is famous for not doing advertising, and they they really never have. They've done a couple of experiments with it. Uh, they have a tremendous brand built over decades, so that's, of course, very helpful. Uh, but this is how you take a shortcut to decades of brand building. You create content that people are interested in, and they come to you. Mm -hmm. uh, and so, you know, we've talked a lot about the idea that Joe Public doesn't care about your hospital, and we've got, we'll put up links to a video and a, a, an article that kind of describe that. We firmly believe that 50 to 75% of the people in a given market do not want to hear from a hospital about their typical information. I don't want to hear about your service line offerings. I don't want to hear about your uh, new opening of a clinic. I don't want to hear about a new physician coming on board. I don't want to hear about your renovated facility. I don't care about your hospital. Come on, you want to go to the open house. I, <laughs> are, is there free cheese and <laughs> oh, there's, cheese trays? There's, then maybe, there's plenty yes. of cheese. Don't worry about that. Yeah, there's plenty of cheese. Uh we honestly believe that, though, because nobody wants to think about healthcare unless they have to. So if you're if you're relying only on outbound marketing, uh, you're missing so many folks, or or you're you're tar you're hitting so many folks that really don't care. Whereas if you try to focus on inbound marketing, uh, you're going to make it more compelling. And I think uh, while we didn't use that term inbound marketing to describe the strategy we used with St. Joseph's Hospital, I think that's exactly what it was uh, with the movie. Uh, patient movie campaign we created for them that's been successful in many different ways. Uh, we created compelling, in some cases advertising, but also compelling videos that were used on YouTube, spread virally, that type of thing. The stories were incredible. They were fun. They drew people in. Uh, that's an example of inbound marketing. Mm -hmm. You didn't even know in the beginning that this was hospital oriented. It was all about something that was compelling to folks. So there's a couple of examples right there, but there's not a lot, is there, Adam? Not a lot, not a lot, and it's going to be, it's going to be exciting to see. I think we're going to see more of it. Um, I don't know. People aren't. I think people are 
seeking or searching for how they can, how they can get out there. And we've got more and more people asking us what they can do with social media, um, more and more blog posts out there in the, uh, in the healthcare industry of people exploring what the options are. So I think we're going to start to see some of this stuff, more hospitals getting on YouTube, um, with creating their own channels, even if it's just putting up advertising and other things. But I think once they're, once they're in there and they start to experience it and they start to see what, you know, what this, what this is all about, I think we're going to start to see a little more of it. So I'm excited to see, um, what people come up with and I'm, you know, excited to do even more of it ourselves. Right. Right. And it's not to say that, uh, Brand building, brand advertising doesn't have a place. It does because uh, building your brand, however you do it, whether it's advertising, whether it's PR, uh, however you're you're getting your message out there in an outbound way helps Mm -hmm. because we're firm believers that the more you're familiar with something, uh, the more you think positively of something, the more likely you are to be drawn in by inbound. I mean, that's certainly the case. Uh, the question is balance. The question is expectations. Uh, the question is, you know, often in healthcare, folks expect outbound marketing uh, to be very powerful, right. to have results that it won't have. So it, we're not saying that you shouldn't outbound market or that it doesn't have a place or can be effective. Uh, you need to do both. You need to be doing both. But certainly if you're not doing any inbound marketing, you're missing huge opportunities. So, yes, hopefully we'll see more and more of that. Uh, and we're going to give an example here in a second where I don't know that it's necessarily inbound marketing, but it's having that impact because it, because the hospital uh, website that we're going to tout here in a second uh, is, is pretty different, pretty incredible, and their advertising matches it. So uh, hopefully we'll see more of this. I, you know, for some reason when I dug into this, it made me think of the GoDaddy commercials on at the Super Bowl. You familiar with those, Adam? Uh, I don't know that I am right offhand. They're, I probably saw them. They're, they're pretty controversial. That usually the last couple of years they've had Danica Patrick, the IndyCar driver, yep, yep. the woman who's been pretty famous, uh, and they usually have kind of a sexual overtones. So she's a really attractive woman, and uh, I think one time she's zippering her <laughs> her her like racing, racing suit. suit down. Sure. I can't remember. Or there's dancing kind of bimbos in the background in bikinis. <laughs> uh, whatever it is, it always struck me. I mean, they, they, they went out of their way to, to create controversial buzz, mm-hmm. but it always struck me as odd that you would spend so much money to place an ad on the Super Bowl for URL registration. Is that really a, a consumer? Pro- I mean, this isn't peanut butter. <laughs> this isn't buying a car. This isn't, buying a Pepsi, how many people register a URL? I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it is becoming more of a consumer-driven kind of product. But I think IT folks, that's who I think of, and marketers. Right, right. I mean, I know GoDaddy is a huge, huge sponsor of uh, in the podcast world. Um, God, I, at least three, four, probably five of the podcasts that I watch on a weekly basis are sponsored by GoDaddy. You know, they specifically talk about uh, GoDaddy at the beginning and we'll tout them again at the end and have like, you know, promotion codes for the podcast specifically that you can go to GoDaddy and enter to get discounts. So they're mm-hmm. pretty active in that area, which makes sense. Um, I, I definitely I think I maybe question the validity of Super Bowl advertising as well. Um, certainly makes sense to sponsor podcasts I and mean, that's their that's their audience for sure right there. Right. And, it, it, you know, that's the extreme example of outbound marketing. So, again, if you can reach 
if you can reach the right audience and you, you know, it's effective that way. The question is, you know, how much are you overshooting if you're a GoDaddy.com or you're, uh, you know, some of the ads seem to be targeted at a niche audience. And you have to go, why are you wasting so much exposure in the Super Bowl when 75% of the people wouldn't even use your product? Right. Well, they so well, and they do. I mean, I, I guess with that said, they also do. Um, I mean, they're a NASCAR sponsor too, obviously. Yes, so many people are NASCAR sponsors, right. and that's pure brand awareness, right? I mean, because you just got your name slapped on a car with however many other ones, right? Well, I suppose the Super Bowl uh, is going to reinforce a lot of that branding. Yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty much brand building, but it's just it's always interesting to me. I don't know why that came to mind, but anyway, so we encourage you to. Kind of explore inbound marketing, understand it, uh, kind of become savvy about under, explaining it because you're going to have to be savvy if you're going to bring this to leadership, if you're going to bring it to physicians in your organization, uh, because it's 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 going to be counter to what they expect. Most of them, uh, you know, and it's it's not going to be the big bang that they that they may want. It's not going to be uh, they're facing a billboard and mm-hmm. the typical things that you hear folks asking for. It's way more nuanced. Uh, you're going to get a much lower quantity of, uh, followers of readers of visitors, whatever it is, they're just going to be better, higher, more highly qualified folks. Okay. All right. So let's, let's move on to one that, uh, we want to, we want to give props. So there's some things we want to kind of talk about. We came across this hospital website uh, through Twitter, and the URL is happyingreenville.com. We'll put that in our show notes. But it's for St. Francis Hospital, which is part of, I think you pronounce this Bon Secours, St. Francis Health System. Uh, but it's for a hospital, a part of that system located in Greenville. And it's, it's a very different website. You go there, and it's basically all it, – well, it is. It's all illustrated, and it's these funky kind of line drawings, the kind that kind of jiggle. I'm trying to think of another example to give, but is there a name for that, Adam? Um, I don't know that the style has a particular name per se. It may, but it's, if, it, if it does, it's eluding me. There was, a, there was a show on HBO a number of years ago about a psychiatrist – and it was it was pretty funny, very dry humor, and it was done in the same illustrative style. So when you see somebody standing there, they kind of like, I don't know, it's it's like the illustration's off a little bit, so it moves. It's got a little bit of movement to right. it, but it's it's really compelling. But the whole site is uh, set up that way, and so like if you if you go there, uh, there's music component to it. It's really compelling music. I've actually left the website open on my computer, so I can hear the background <laughs> music. It's really neat. But when you click on, so if you go there and you click on, let's say, uh, about St. Francis, uh, the transition to that part of the website, which just told me it was canceled. There it goes, uh, is not working. Why is it not working? Of course it's not working. Oh, so the sign that was on the homepage shoots up and the landscape that you're seeing slides over. Uh, In another example, uh, when I went to... uh, Let's see, clinical excellence. There's kind of a group of people. Uh, a, a bus goes by in one example that shows, says number one, orthopedic care. There's just really unique transitions between web pages. Uh, again, all illustrated, uh, very cartoony, uh, just really compelling. 
Yeah, it's it's a neat it's a neat use of um, flash. You don't see. I haven't seen. I certainly haven't seen this done for a hospital. I've seen approaches like this in other industries, but um, not in healthcare. So it certainly is interesting to see somebody uh, going all out like this. Um, yes, a few down, definitely a few downsides to doing it. I don't see. Um, I don't see the content, at least not readily available, offered in an alternative format. Um, so explain what you mean by that. Uh, well, basically everything is everything that you see in this site is in is a it's a big flash file. The whole site is is flash. Um, right. So if you don't have flash, you're not gonna. As far as I can tell, so far you're not gonna you're not gonna get this content. Um, it's possible that, that that it is offered alternative, and I just haven't d- uh, dug for it. I haven't disabled flash and tried to load the site to see if to see what I get then. Um, right. Um, but you know, a good example of, of why Flash can, can it can be great because you can create some pretty cool, innovative things like this that are different. Um, it can be bad because one example is I, I a friend who I was helping her get um, a freelance site launched, and she I was I was not at a computer. I was in a coffee shop somewhere, and I was talking to her, and she asked me to check out an example of a site that she wanted to kind of model hers after. When I tried to load it on my phone, my an iPhone, I couldn't load it. Because the iPhone doesn't do Flash. Most, I don't think there is a mobile phone that does Flash yet. I don't think the Google Android phones do Flash. Um, so that's pretty. That's you're, you're limiting your audience when you only deliver stuff in Flash format. Because a lot of people right. aren't going to be able to access it. People with disabilities aren't going to be able to see it. Their screen readers can't read the content to them. So there's a lot of things that you know. If you do decide to do something entirely in Flash, you just need to make sure that you're offering it in another format as well. Which is is not difficult to do. Um, you just have to make sure you're doing it, right? And we haven't tested it to find out whether it is, but it's right, not right. obvious to us. Now that's because we have Flash, right? There's no uh, there's no link working. within the Flash document that I can see to um, take you to an alternative um, resource, right? And he, and here's an example of of what Adam's talking about. How it's one big file. As you navigate through this website, the URL does not change. Right. It's always happyingreenville.com. So I wanted to forward to Adam, for example, uh, under their About St. Francis, there's something called commercials. And they have terrific TV commercials that match the style of what we're seeing here. Very. Not only are they creative because it's illustrated and they're kind of clever, but they're very simple, to the point, crisp, clean, uh, You know everything you'd want in a TV ad. But I can't forward him the link to those because there is no link. It's just happy in greenville.com. Now that's, you might want to call that a minor deal, but it would be hard, for example, to create a uh, campaign that was promoting orthopedics and you wanted to drive somebody to the orthopedic section of your website. Uh, you couldn't do that. Right. Because there's nowhere to put them. At least that we, you know, unless there's another format. But clearly if you had another format, you would lose the impact of what you're seeing here which yep. is l- almost like looking at a movie uh, or a, an animated show of some right. kind. The other, the other minor downside, too, is you can't, you know, like you can't send a link to something specific. You can't print anything specific or anything at all, for that matter, probably. Some browsers may print Flash content in one format. Um, and Flash, do- it is set up now so that with, with, you can set up Flash so that you can have printable things, but um, I, I haven't tried printing anything out of here yet, so I'm not sure if that's the case with this site specifically well i just went to their clinical excellence page and i'm just going to try to print out and see what comes up because you get a nice preview when you've got a mac and there's nothing so if i'm on that page and i try to print i get a big blank white sheet 
Right. Uh, so I don't know, you know, if there's something that's clearly missing that we're not seeing, but you know, we're not stupid guys. That makes stupid, <laughs> but I don't think we are. It's not obvious if it's on. Right. Here, well, so these, and these are all the nuances it. of working with flash. If you're going to make a site in flash, there's just a lot of things you have to consider, um, for these different scenarios. But, um, certainly still props to these guys for creating something very unique and very cool. Yes. Yes. It's, it is very unique. And, and there are places where you can click more. Like when I was in clinical excellence, I could click under cardiac surgery, but that takes you off the, oops, I'm getting audio now. It takes you off the website to the system website. Okay. So it's literally like you've just left the experience, which probably isn't preferable either. Now it's possible that they're working on a round two of this, uh, that will provide the things that are missing. And they just decided this is too cool to wait for that, and they're putting it out there. But uh, definitely some functionality issues to look at. But we still thought it was worth touting. And some may wonder, well, why the heck are you promoting a healthcare marketing experience that you didn't do? Uh, you know, we didn't have anything to do with creating this. But these are the kind of things we want to see hospitals and health systems try. We want to see them move away from. Uh, to traditional things that they've always done that many of which are not effective, try new things, be innovative. So anytime we see something like that, we're going to celebrate it, whether we did it or not. Just like we've talked about the health partners campaign that came out last year with PDP cup. Right. Uh, you know, which also by the way, had an inbound marketing component with emails of PDP cup and interviews with PDP cup where it was so compelling. You'd want to know what the heck is behind this. Uh, we, we have no fear of pulling out other people's examples and saying, Hey, look at this. Cause it helps us in our work and it helps us convince our clients that look, it's okay to take this, you know, take this step and, and try something different because others are doing it. And the question is, do you want to be a leader or do you want to be a follower? Right. And so many, you know, in this industry following is the norm. <laughs> yeah. And definitely right? props to these guys. Now that I can see their, um, their non-flash version of their site, although it wasn't obvious how to get to here. Because, um, well, it is an entirely different URL, too. Now we're at stfrancishealth.org. Um, I assume this is the same hospital, anyway. Um, it's a nice, clean site. I mean, this is, this is their, 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 um, their HTML site is, is, ni- is nice as well. It's clean. You don't, you don't see... St. Francis Health? Yeah. The, well, if you click that link in the clinical excellence in the flash, it takes yeah. you out to their to their uh, static content. I guess I shouldn't say static content, but their HTML content. And it's, um, it's a nice, clean design. I like it. Well, what, and what you're looking at, it says Bon Secours, St. Francis Health System. Mm-hmm. Is that what you're looking right. at? That's the system. So that's the system website. Yep. And they have um, multiple hospital that I can see. Well, maybe, maybe not. Maybe you're right. Maybe the Flash uh, website that we saw is not for an individual hospital. It's for their system. And it's just a more creative. It certainly is the same the same um, illustration style here on their homepage anyway. You're in right. In the baby banner. You're right. Okay. Well, that wasn't clear to us, but now that we, I mean, it's I, for people in the market, it's probably more clear. Right, right. We're not familiar right. with Greenville. South but nice stuff. But nice stuff. Yeah. Very good. Okay. So anything else you want to throw out there, Adam? Have you been practicing your ocarina? I'm not going to ask if you <laughs> try it. No, I, well, I was showing it to my wife, and she thought it was pretty funny. In fact, before I started, I was blowing on it, and she didn't even know that that's what I was doing, and she asked if that's what it was, so she was already aware of it. She heard some, oh, she heard some bizarre tones coming from some room in the house and immediately knew that I had downloaded the Ocarina. 
<laughs> yes, I've kept it away from my kids though. <laughs> it's kind of there's kind of some health issues there, but well, that's probably a good place to wrap up. Hopefully, we'll try to look for some more examples of inbound marketing healthcare that maybe we can put out there. Uh, and I think we're going to have a, a blog post uh, pending here on that topic because I think there's lots that can be said. To so, but let's uh, let's draw to a close for this post Memorial Day podcast for Interval. This is Chris Bevelo, Adam Meyer. Thanks for joining us again, and we will talk to you next week. <laughs>